Welcome to a place where we focus on how to build better versions of ourselves, learn to solve problems in our everyday circles, and inspire us to take action as leaders. Welcome to the Big Things Done Podcast. Hey, hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Big Things Done podcast. My name is Andrew Glover. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are listening to a podcast that is all about helping people build their best personal life, solve problems, and lead people to go from average to exceptional. That's why I made this podcast. This podcast really is it's a project of mine that helps document my journey uh, in doing big things and providing motivation, inspiration, and guidance to help you do big things in your life as well. I define big things you know, pretty broadly, right? Anything that you want to go accomplish uh, that maybe just can't happen overnight, right? Something big, something meaningful, something maybe a little scary for you. If you want to go out and do something big in your life, this podcast is all about equipping you to go make that happen. I'm just an average guy. I don't claim to have all the answers. I'm trying to do big things in my life as well. And I can't guarantee you that if you listen to my podcast, you're, you're going to be rich overnight, or I can't guarantee that you're going to have a ton of friends or you're going to start a successful business just because you've listened to my podcast. But what I can guarantee you 100% is that the principles and the motivation and the discipline that I talk about in this podcast, I have lived it, I have done it, and it has worked for me. And the reason I'm sharing it is because it's worked for me and I know it's going to work for you as well. That's my guarantee for you is that what I've done actually works I've actually put it into practice and I want to share it with you to help you do big things in your life as well. I don't have it all figured out yet. I'm still on the journey just like you are, but every day I'm making myself a little bit better and a little bit better and I can't wait to be accomplishing the big things that I have on my radar in the next year or two. So without any further ado, let's dive into our topic today. This is something that has really been bugging me, to be honest with you, over the past couple months. And it's the the idea that in a, as a society in America, we are not teaching people how to properly make mistakes. Now, it sounds kind of weird, I, th- I know, but, you know, our culture teaches us to avoid making mistakes, to avoid going out there and, and trying our best and failing. Now, I'm sure you've all heard the phrase, you know, don't be afraid to fail, right? That's like the classic high school or college commencement speech or you know your basketball coach tells you that in the locker room don't be afraid to fail but here's the deal i think you absolutely should be afraid to fail and to be honest almost i think a lot of people in our culture right now need to be afraid to fail because we haven't trained people how to properly make a mistake we haven't trained people how to properly fail and there is a right way to actually fail at something or make a mistake and learn from it. See, in our culture today, when we fail, right, when somebody messes up, somebody tries something and it just, you know, it doesn't go right, whether it's a a lack of judgment from a character perspective, maybe they make a bad social choice, maybe they started a business and then it failed, or, or a myriad of different things that you could go out, try to do, and just fall flat on your face. You know, our culture looks down on that. Our culture you know, it says instead, oh, well, it must have been the fault of somebody else, right? We, we like to be the victim in our culture. We like to look at other things to blame as opposed to looking inward to ourselves and saying, what did I do wrong? And 
you know, when you think about it, even at a, a, a smaller level at, in schools, right, like in elementary school or, or in high school or, or even in college, right, you go to school to learn about math. You go to school to learn about history or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever subject, reading, English, you name it. But we don't teach the intrinsic value of how to actually make a mistake, how to approach a situation that you failed at, how to approach that situation and come out on the other side winning and improving your life. And that's what I want to talk about today because it's something that really is important. So this really kind of dawned on me when I recently started my time up in clinic. Uh, I'm a dental student at the University of Minnesota and, you know, it is extremely intimidating going from working on plastic teeth in a mannequin for two years, right? We practice all of these different restorations where we drill out cavities and fill them up with different materials like silver or uh, like a tooth colored filling. It's kind of like a composite. And, you know, it's one thing to kind of master that in the mannequin with a fake head with no tongue, no, no feelings, no breath or anything. And then you go upstairs to our clinics at the, at the University of Minnesota and all of a sudden, there's a live patient sitting in your chair ready for you to do whatever procedure you think you need to do that day. I mean, that is extremely intimidating. And let me tell you what, there is no amount of preparation that can prepare you to actually go work on a live person, especially for the first time. Like I remember I, my heart was pounding, my hands were a little shaky, and the biggest thing I was scared about was messing up, right? Was was maybe sticking the, the needle in the wrong place when I was trying to numb the patient up or, or cutting the wrong tooth or uh, all sorts of different things, right? I was super nervous and scared to make a mistake. And that honestly didn't wear off until maybe like three or four weeks after I had started working in clinic. Like you're just constantly nervous and scared because you're scared to fail. You don't want to hurt the patient. You don't want to do something wrong uh, that they, that you never can reverse again, right? Especially in dentistry. If you, if you drill on the wrong tooth, it's not like you can just put that tooth back together, unfortunately. So yeah, so I was scared, right? In the first couple weeks, man, I, I was really nervous. And I remember the feeling uh, I had when one of my patients canceled. Like, I think it was like the second week I had a patient cancel. And I just, I felt so relieved, right? Like, oh, thank goodness, my patient canceled. Now I can just kind of relax and I don't have to, I don't have to worry about failing something. And, you know, I caught myself that night thinking about the fact, almost feeling guilty, actually. Like, why on earth was I happy that my patient failed the appointment and didn't show up? Right? Why was I happy about that? Right? I should have embraced the opportunity that even though if I failed, I am still learning. And you know, I, I've noticed that actually with a lot of uh, other students just in the clinic in general. Right? They were super happy that a patient doesn't show up because that way we don't have to try to make a mistake, right? Or we don't have to put ourselves out there try something new that we're really nervous about. You know, and I think the reason that we're that way is because we have been trained to not fail. We have been trained that only perfection counts. We have been trained that the only thing that matters right now is making sure you have the best dental preparation possible. And anything else than that is an absolute utter failure. And so when you have that very black and white distinction, you lose the, the real important skill, which is learning how to make a mistake and improving from it. Right? There's no gray line in the middle between a failure and a success. Right? When we're taught in dental school how to do the right procedure, we're taught how to do it correctly or anything less than that is incorrect and a failure and you should just go home. 
Instead, what we need to be teaching people, not just in dentistry, but in life in general, right, in our schools, in our companies, in our teams, we need to teach people and encourage people how to properly make a mistake and bounce back and learn from it so that we can make ourselves better and move in a positive direction and continue to keep going after the big things over and over and over again, even when we get knocked down, even when we fall. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that and want to share, share with you the things that I do to help me properly make mistakes. And I'm going to start off with, here's what I don't do. Number one, the first thing I don't do when I make a mistake is I don't let it affect my self-worth and my self-value. Man, it is so easy for you when you make a mistake to immediately somehow equate the fact that you making a mistake means that you are a lesser human being, that you are worthless, that you don't have any value as a person or as a dentist or as a businesswoman or as a boss or, or whatever your profession is. And I want to tell you right now, that is absolutely completely bogus. If you have that feeling right now, if you think that just because you aren't doing a good job or you failed at something that affects your self-worth or who you are or your value as a human being, you are absolutely 100% wrong. The fact that you failed has nothing to do with your value. And we need to make sure that is very clear in our heads right away. Because there's many people who fail and they get down on themselves, right? And they think, man, I, I failed. And so therefore, I'm just a worthless person. And then they give up. And then they, they enter into this downward spiral of just continuing to be down on themselves and continuing to fail and, and never progressing. Man, let's stop that trajectory. Let's stop that mentality. If you see a friend or a coworker who feels that same way after they failed, it's going to be your responsibility if you want to do something big and meaningful in your life to go up to that person and say, hey, don't worry about it. Brush it off. Let's continue to move forward. That doesn't have any bearing on who you are as a person or who you are in this team or this company. It's an important lesson to learn not only for yourself but for the other people around you as a team member or as a leader. The second thing that I don't do when I make a mistake is I don't get emotional. Man, it is super easy especially for some people more than others, to get emotional, right? You might start crying. You might get really angry and frustrated. That's kind of how I deal with my failures a lot of times. I get really frustrated at myself, but just in general, right? I get I get angry. Now, let me tell you, there is nothing good that comes from cursing, from yelling, from throwing things, especially like right after you make a mistake. And if you throw down your instrument or you, uh, you know, you, you kick the basketball across the court or, or whatever, you know, emotional response that you have to you failing, it does absolutely nothing to make that situation better. Right? You can go into the boardroom and you can yell at all your employees and vent all of your anger at them, but that's not going to do anything for their performance. And that's not going to do anything for you as the leader. Being emotional, having an emotional response is never going to help make the situation any better. So just eliminate it. Just put it in check and, and, and don't entertain the emotional option. Now, I'm not saying don't have emotions. Right? We're all going to have emotions. I'm still going to be frustrated. And emotions can be good in the sense that they can drive you to be better. But only let your emotions drive you to do the things you should do when you make a mistake, not the things you shouldn't do. And we'll, we'll talk about what we should do when we make a mistake in just a second. I think the last thing that I don't do when I make a mistake is I don't miss it as an opportunity to improve myself. 
So let's take an example uh, for me being up in the clinic, right? When I'm learning how to do uh, a different type of procedure, right? And I maybe don't do it exactly the way I should. I don't get down on myself, right? I don't view my self-worth as anything less, right? I also don't get emotional or angry or frustrated. And I also don't just blow it off and say, oh, well, you know, it, it wasn't even my fault, right? Or, oh, it, that didn't, uh, that wouldn't have happened if something else wouldn't have happened, right? And I don't look to blame anybody else. If when you do that, you miss an opportunity to make yourself better. And so I never leave a situation where I make a mistake or I fail. I never leave that situation without thinking to myself, okay, let's orient here. How could I have made myself better? Right? I think those are three really important things that we have to teach ourselves and our coworkers and our team members and our kids about making mistakes. Don't get emotional. Don't let it influence your self-value and your self-worth because it's not true. And don't miss it as an opportunity to make yourself better. So those are the things that I don't do and that we shouldn't do when we make a mistake. What are the things that we should do? So I think the first thing that I ask myself all the time that really helps me rebound from a mistake is I ask myself, how could I have seen this coming? How could I have known or anticipated that this was going to happen, that I was going to make this mistake? See, a lot of times we can see or we can predict things that are going to happen in the future. Unfortunately, right, we're not taught to be thinking two or three steps ahead of where we are right now. Like if we send an email or we do a specific procedure or we create a briefing in a certain way, we don't think about what is this going to sound like? How is this procedure going to unfold in two or three steps? How is this presentation going to inform the listener? Right? We don't think about the, the second or third or fourth order effects down the line. We're typically only focused on the here and now right in front of me. And unfortunately, when we do that, we miss opportunities to anticipate that, hey, something actually could happen that's wrong in the future. And so I would encourage you to, to first stop and ask yourself, how could I have seen this coming? How could I have seen this failure coming? And I guarantee when you start analyzing that, you're going to start paying a lot closer attention to your actions and start linking those to what could happen down the road. I will tell you for me personally, as a dental student, when I do certain preparations, especially in the first couple of weeks, I was making mistakes that were very easily caught, right? That were things that I should have seen coming. I should have been looking for. I should have anticipated two or three steps down the line. And so I should have done things differently. Now, when I go to those same preparations, I'm thinking two or three steps ahead. Okay, if I do this, this is going to set me up to be able to do X, Y, and Z and the next three procedures, right? When you start thinking like that, you start avoiding mistakes and avoiding those failures that you were making earlier. So asking yourself, how could I have seen this coming? It's something that's not really asked very often, but it's a mark of maturity for people who are trying to actually make themselves better and do something big with their lives. Uh, you know, another thing that I do, and I ask this all the time, and this is pretty straightforward, is I ask myself, okay, what should I have done differently, right? Not only how should I have seen this coming, how should I have been conditioning my mind to be thinking about the future, but how should I have actually physically or, or literally done this differently? Maybe it's a briefing or a presentation, and you know what, your, your presentation just didn't convince the listener or it didn't really come across very clearly. Okay, how could I have made it clearer? How could I have made it better? For me in the dental office, it's all about how could I have made this preparation easier for myself or better for myself or how could I have made it look better for the patient. I'm thinking about all these things from a technique perspective. Mechanically, how could I have made these things better? 
And remember, this is one of those things that we were supposed to avoid is not seeing something as an opportunity to make ourselves better when we make a mistake. We need to be teaching that to every one of us, right? Be debriefing yourself all the time. How could I have done this better? Or how could I have avoided this mistake? What actions could I have taken? I think another thing that's really important that gets missed often, right, when we make mistakes is we have to reset our mindset of what success looks like. Because see, when you went out and you did something and you failed at it, you did something that you thought was right. You did something that you thought was successful and was going to have a successful outcome, whether that was a preparation or a briefing or a presentation or some sort of product that you made. You went out and did something that you thought was going to be successful. Well, it wasn't. So we have to reset our mind. We have to recalibrate our thinking into what success looks like. So you have to go a couple steps deeper and say, okay, here's where I went wrong. Here's how I could have improved it. And here is what success would look like in the future. When I do this again, this is what I should be looking for. This is how I will know it's going to be successful as opposed to what I used to think was successful. I learned this the hard way many times when I was in dental school in the first two years, just learning how to do very basic preparations, right? Just very basic procedures on teeth, right? I would think that what I did was successful. And if I walked out of a procedure or I walked out of the preclinic thinking that I did everything right and then was told that I didn't do everything right, right? If I didn't go back and recalibrate what my definition of success looks like, I guarantee the next day I would go in and make the exact same mistake. And you're going to do the exact same thing too if you don't recalibrate what success looks like. So maybe that's for you personally. Maybe that's for your team. You know, as a leader, if your team goes out and does something and and you guys just screw up or you miss the mark, you as the leader need to reset for the team what success looks like. What is the standard that you have to meet and make sure everyone is on board with that. So the three things that are very important, and these are things that we absolutely have to ingrain in ourselves, and literally it needs to be automatic. Every time we make a mistake, we need to be asking these three questions. How could I have seen this coming? What should I have done differently to avoid that? And based on my failure, what does success look like right now? When we start asking those questions, we start making mistakes and we start learning from them and rebounding from them and moving much faster and much closer to our end goal. You know, I I opened with this statement and I'm going to close with it as well, that it's very cliche to say that, you know, don't be afraid of failure, especially when we're doing big things, right? Like we are going to fail if we are doing something that we've never done before that's big, that's scary. It's it's going to happen. We're all going to fail and that's totally fine. But I'm going to tell you this, you should absolutely be afraid to fail if you don't know how to make a mistake properly. If you don't know how to take a failure and learn from it and advance from it, you should absolutely be afraid to fail because you know what's going to happen? You're going to get up and you're going to fail again and you're going to fail again and you're going to fail again. And then you're going to go out and blame somebody else or something else for the failure that you made happen because you were too lazy or too incompetent to figure out how to actually go and improve and make a mistake properly. You should be completely afraid to fail. You should just stay inside and not go do anything because you don't know how to make a mistake properly. Just save yourself the trouble and save everybody else the trouble as well. 
But on the other hand, if you know how to properly fail, if you know the questions to be asking and you have an automatic reflex every time you fail and every time you make a mistake, you start asking those important questions to start learning from your failures, to start evaluating how you could have done it better and start thinking about the future aspects of your procedure or your actions next time you go do that. If you understand those things and those are automatically ingrained in you, then you have nothing to be afraid of when you go fail because I guarantee you're going to fail, you're going to get knocked down, but you're going to get back up and you're never going to make that same mistake again. That is the mark of somebody who's exceptional. It doesn't mean that they're perfect. It doesn't mean that they have talents that are out of this world. It means that they are living up to their full potential each and every day, making themselves better, improving, pushing the limit. And only by taking on challenges, making mistakes, getting up and taking it on again and making ourselves better, that's the only way that we make big things happen. Guys, I'm all fired up. We have got to learn how to properly make mistakes and allow for mistakes to happen as long as we're doing it properly. I can't stand people who don't know how to make mistakes and who are scared to make mistakes because they haven't been taught how to properly do that. Our culture needs to change. Our society needs to change. Our education system needs to change. Start with yourself. Start with your family. Start with your classmates. Start with your your company or the two or three people that you work with. Start changing how we address failure and how we address mistakes. And I guarantee you're going to see a big difference in your company, in your school, in your family, and definitely in yourself. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Man, this is this is a big episode. This actually might be one of my, my favorite episodes because it's a game changer. This is a, a habit and a skill that is truly rare in our society and something that absolutely has to change if we want to make our life and our world better. Hey, I'm going to sign off here in just a little bit, but before I do, would you mind heading over to iTunes real quick and just giving me a review? It really helps boost the podcast, boost our ratings, and also helps spread the word about what this podcast means to other people and what they can expect to hear and the benefits that they can get from listening to this podcast. It would take you five seconds, and I would really appreciate if you could leave me a review. That would be awesome. Hey, don't forget to check out the website, bigthingsdonepodcast.com. I've got a newsletter I send every Monday morning. You can sign up for that. In addition, I've got some awesome notebooks that you can take with you everywhere you go. And also the Big Things Done stand-up coaching service. Super excited to get that going. Man, we've got a lot going on here at Big Things Done this summer, and I'm super excited to share it with you. Hey, we'll talk to you guys again soon. And until next time, keep doing big things. <laughs>